Today's call to worship will be found in your pew Bibles on page 521 and verse Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. As the, deer, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for, God, for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet God? With God. Amen. The New Testament reading this morning can be found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. And if you'd like to follow along in your pew Bibles, that is found on page 894. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for when your father, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Good morning to everyone. Good to see everyone once again, and uh, love the choir and the children's story and everything. It's really good. And over here too, the brass section, the winds. Well, I was uh, teaching a small group of ladies in a home, and um, I was waxing eloquently, and all of a sudden, one of the ladies pops up and goes into the other room. Now, in the other room were a group of children, their children, in the other room. And so my first thought was, what did I say? So later I had to go home and ask my wife, who was there, hey, what happened? She said, well... When you were teaching and the woman got up, she heard her child cry. It has nothing to do with you, but she knows the voice of her child. Can I get some amens from the moms? That is not surprising to you. Prayer to your Heavenly Father is that way with you. Do you realize that when you pray, it's as if you're talking to the one who feels about you, that you are the only one that he sent his son, his only begotten son, to die for, that you could have salvation. We know that God knows every hair on our head. He knows us intimately. And he knows your voice when you pray. So it's really a relational thing, isn't it? That's what prayer is about, is about relationships. I want you to take your Bible and open up to the book of John, chapter 14. John 14. Now, I want to talk about prayer today, and we've been talking about it over the last four weeks. And um, I want to set this in the stage of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I said to you, the Holy Spirit is in this place, does that surprise you? Not at all. We're praying that the Holy Spirit will be here. We welcome the Spirit of God. And would it surprise you if I said, when you go home and you're praying that the Lord God, Jesus, is with you through the Holy Spirit? Does that surprise you? It doesn't. 
So when I say to you, um, in your prayer time, I want you to begin to listen to God's voice. Does that surprise you? This sermon title is called Listening. And I know from some of you ladies, I'd get a big amen if I was talking about men. Listen to your wives. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but this time I'm talking about listening to the Holy Spirit speak to you through prayer. Now, conversation, by definition, is two ways. Isn't that right? There is a speaker, and there is a what? A listener. Is there supposed to be somebody listening on the other end, huh? Some of you guys sometimes need to turn off the TV a little more. Anyway, not picking on the guys today. But when we pray, we oftentimes, you know, we'll say, Dear Lord, you know, I need this, and bless my children and my grandkids, and Lord, the guy at work, I pray that he will lose his... Not, you don't want to say that. But, you know, you're praying to the Lord. And you're interacting with him. And then, you, and then we send... Ten, see, I can talk about all of this because I've been there and done it, okay? That's why I can talk so freely about it. When we get down, we go, And Lord, love you, amen. And then up we go, and out we go. Okay? So we have the talking part down pretty well. Now what we're going to talk about here today, for just a brief moment or two, is the listening part. So there's talking, there's listening, there's communication. Prayer is communicating with the one who loves you the best and loves you the most. I want you to look at, um, I want to emphasize the nearness of the Lord and the nearness of his Holy Spirit with you all the time. If you look in John, we're in the book of John, chapter 14, and I want to look at verse 18. So take a look at verse 18. Are you there? Just say amen. amen. It says, I will not leave you as what? I'll not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Okay, so I mean, so I've already said, if we say the Holy Spirit is in this place, this doesn't surprise anyone. Or at your home when you're praying. It doesn't surprise you. Nothing new about that. Here, the Lord is emphasizing that I'm not ever going to leave you as orphans. That is, without the parent close by. This is God's promise to you and to me. It's a good promise, isn't it? It says, and by the way, would you read this with me? Don't read this part. I will leave you as orphans. Now read the next part. I will come to you. I will come to you. Wow. So it's a promise of God. He's going to be there. He's going to come to you. He will never leave you as orphans. So now we want to get on to the listening part. And look at now, chapter 14 of John, same chapter. Look at verse 24 now. 26. Look at 26. But the counselor, and also called the advocate or the friend, you know, the counselor, of course, capital C here, is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. See what it says there? And what else will he do? What does your Bible say? 
and he will remind you of everything I've said to you. Wow. So he's going to teach us and he's going to remind us. Okay. How does he do that? Now, that's not a rhetorical question because he's doing it in your life and in my life even now. He reminds us and he teaches us. How does he do that? Well, there's as many ways as there are people in here because we all listen differently. But God comes to us through prayer if we're willing to listen and communicates with us. I mean, I was talking to the Lord this morning. So were many of you. was praying for you. So he's teaching us and he's reminding us. Now, it doesn't surprise you if I announce that Moses spoke to God face to face. Isn't that true? You know? The Lord would come to Moses. In fact, it says in the Old Testament that uh, these words, the Lord said to Moses 138 times. The Lord said to Moses. And then if you take the entire Old Testament together, 290 times it says, the Lord said. So is the Lord speaking or what? It's true. Now, that's the Old Testament. Is he speaking in the New Testament? All the time. You know, he goes to Mary, you know, speaks to the angel of God to her, and... and, uh, There they are in the Mount of Transfiguration. And um, the Father says, you know, you know, Peter, Peter goes, he gets real excited when Christ is transfigured, you know, and Elijah and Moses is there, and he says, Oh, we're gonna build some, we'll build some monuments here, we'll build three of them, one to each one of them. Remember the story? And then God the Father comes and says, This is my beloved son. You know what the rest of it says? Listen to him. Yeah. Listen to him. Listen. He's still speaking. And he's speaking to us in words and in ways that we understand. The only question is, are we taking enough time to listen? Now, there's a couple of ways to listen. I mean, there's many, many ways of listening. This is a kind... Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. I don't want you to go... Oh, Lord, thank you for everything. Amen. And then you're going, now I'm going to listen. Come on, God. Okay, I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. Although, if God wants to, he can talk to you that way too. Amen? Okay, so I can talk out of both sides of my mouth when I talk about this. Listening, though, is active. It's an, it's an act. It's kind of like... It's an active word. It's not a passive word. It's not just sitting back and listening. Do you know that um, um, I speak about 125 words a minute? You can process over 500 words a minute. Now, that's not surprising to you because some of you are going, hmm, I wonder what's for lunch today. I am really getting hungry. How long will the pastor be talking? You know, we can do that and we can listen. I know not many of you are doing that here, but that's what happens. But anyway, so listening is really something we're really familiar with. And today we want to talk about this. And I want to challenge you about listening 
to God's voice in your life. Do you believe God can actually speak to you? Just say amen. amen. Do you really believe it? Let me see a hand raise. Let me get this. Good, good, good. Now, there are folks right here in our congregation who are prayer warriors. They speak to the Lord. They hear the Lord's voice. As I'm talking, it's really familiar to you because that's where you're at. That's your common way of conducting your life. You have prayer, you read your Bible, and you know that God is speaking to your heart. It's not unusual. Now, I'm suggesting, everybody, that the congregation here, you've got a great congregation, should talk about this. Talk about it at lunch. Call somebody up. Say, I know somebody who's a prayer warrior. Talk to them and ask them, how does God talk to you? What does God say to you? How does that manifest itself? What does it look like? See what I mean? I mean, I'm up here talking, and some people think that, well, he's a pastor. Well, before I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian. And there are many Christians here today who are speaking and interacting with God, and you want to be in on that conversation. If you're wondering about how to listen to someone, don't just take this message that I'm preaching. Talk to people who do it right here in your church. You probably know who they are. I want to encourage you. Take your Bibles now and turn to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. So you have Judges, you know, and then you have 1 Samuel chapter 3. I want to give you an example of how friends help friends listen to God's voice. So now I'm in the book of Samuel, chapter 3. You need to have your Bible open. If you don't have your Bible, use the Pew Bible. By the way, does someone have the Pew Bible open to 1 Samuel 3? It's on page 251. Thank you very much. Turn to 251. This is a story of uh, Samuel, of course. Samuel was a young boy growing up before the Lord. He actually slept right near where the Ark of the Covenant was, and he was near um, um, Eli. And, um, you know, this, this little boy was growing up to know the Lord. And so he went to sleep that one night. And I'm looking at verse 4 now. Look in your Bibles. This is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. It says in verse 4, Then the Lord called to Samuel. And Samuel said, what did Samuel say? Here I am. And in verse 5 it says, And he ran to Eli and says, Here I am, you call me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and he laid down. Now verse 6. Again the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, you call me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know who? The Lord. This is really amazing. Because you're thinking, oh, Samuel was in God's house and he grew up. He must have known the Lord. No, there's a period in everyone's life, including our children. Our children may not know the Lord. And this is the way, and this is a spelling of the I am may not know the I am. And it's up to the parents and the grandparents to teach the child the voice of God. 
That's up to you to do that for those children. Just like Samuel. He did not yet know the Lord. He didn't know the Lord. If he doesn't know the Lord, he's not going to know the Lord's voice. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Verse 8. The Lord called to Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, you call me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came, stood there. By the way, get this. The Lord came and stood there, calling him, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Wow. Isn't that a great scripture? See, This little boy, Samuel, would not have known the voice of God before he knew God. He needs to know the Lord, and then he can hear God's voice. That's pretty, that's not unusual for us. Now, some of us, we need to start practicing. This is our practice time. I'm going to talk about the Psalms in just a minute. That's why I laid, stopped last week. But this week, we need to practice listening to God, listening to his voice. Now, how much time do you usually have in prayer time? Just keep it to yourself now. (laughs) Just think about it. Now, you know, when Jenny and I were dating a few years ago, I had my good old 56 Ford. Anybody here have a 56 Ford? How about you guys? 57 Chevys? 58s? Okay. I wish I had my car. (laughs) We would drive around, and basically we would have a date... And a huge portion of the date was talking in the car. We would park, you know, we would talk. And then we would say goodnight, drive home, goodnight, you know, that kind of thing. Anybody else do that? What, me the only one, me and Jenny? Come on. We're the romantics. Okay, good. Now that we've been married a little while... Jenny still loves me to say, I love you. She still loves me to talk to her. I do talk to her. I like talking to her. She's my little sweetie pie. Okay? Now, you may be a brand new Christian. Praise God. And you're learning to pray. Praise the Lord. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's great. You may be, you know, a Christian for 10 years. Praise God. Or 10 or 30. doesn't matter. Today we want to start talking about listening, listening to God. Now some of you are already doing that. But you need a friend to help you listen to God's voice because there are experienced people here in your church that are experienced in listening to God. Go and talk to them. We should talk about this a lot. You know, we have lunch today. You know, don't talk about the weather. Don't talk about the sports. Talk about prayer. Talk about listening to God. See, this is how you're going to learn. God can speak to us any way he wants to. Audibly, silently, in your heart, in your mind, in your ears. And I was trying to associate my experience to give you a little example. But you know, if I talk about it, it doesn't mean 
That's the way it will be with you, does it? No, because we're all different. But I happen to have a place, you know, I sit in the, I've mentioned before, I sit in the kitchen, Jenny sits in the living room, I have my Bible open, I'm praying, I look outside, and God speaks. I have my pen, and I have my paper right there. And a lot of times I'll go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm really concerned about this. I don't know what to do about it. One time, uh, I mentioned to you before about our parking lot, and we got that taken care of. That only took two years. Another time I prayed for about, I think this one was about three years, for a music leader. And um, I mentioned this to you. And in God's time, we got a call. Webmaster called me. We got just the perfect music leader in God's timing. So the Lord speaks to me, you know, in a way that I can hear. By the way, the Lord also speaks to me through some of you. When you come, have you ever been praying about something and you start talking to someone and they're talking about the same theme that you've been praying about? You know what I'm saying? You're going, you're saying in your mind, how did she know? How did he know? Well, they don't know, but God knew. And there's your message right there. I had one lady at one church and she would, I would come in in the morning, you know, and she'd shake, she was a greeter and she would shake my hand. Hi, pastor. How are you doing? Good. And then she would look at me. And she looked in my eyes. Pastor, one day she said to me, Pastor, what's wrong? I said, nothing. Pastor, what's wrong? I said, nothing. Nothing is wrong. You know? What was wrong was I was really upset. I was really angry with a person in the church who was a senior person, you know? And I felt like... Now I'm the pastor. You're not supposed to do that, but you've got to be honest, huh? You've got to be real around here. Anybody else fall that way a little bit once in a while? Okay, good. You've got to get real, transparent. So the minute I walk, so God knows. And I'm saying, oh, Lord, please take away this anger, although I want to get this guy, you know. And uh, so the Lord knew. I come walking in, and who but this little lady looks at me and says, Pastor, what's wrong with you? And I'm thinking to myself, how does she know? How does she know anything? She's just a greeter. Huh? How many are greeting here? How many of the greeters? Good job, you guys. Need you out there. <laughs> she says, Pastor, I can just look in your eyes and see something's wrong. You know how these ladies are? Some of them are very intuitive. Ladies, you are. And sure enough, and I talked to her about it. And by the time I stood up to preach, I really... And God had given me a solution and, and a calmness and a peace to preach. That's what I'm saying. So we learn from each other about prayer. And we learn from each other about hearing God's voice. Now I want to go to this. Oftentimes people say to me, Well, Pastor, if you're listening for God, how do you know that God is speaking to you? What if it's the evil enemy of ours? No problem. What if it's me talking to me? No problem. What if it's the boss, or what if it's my wife, or my husband? No problem. There's a definite, 100% way to know and to understand who is talking to you. Right here. If it is characteristic 
of the Word of God in this Bible, it's from the Lord. If it's like the character of Christ, it's from God. If it's not characteristic with the Bible or the character of Christ, then you're going to throw that thing out. See what I mean? Like me, going to church, thinking, oh, that guy, I'm going to, you know, whatever. Is that the way the Lord wants me to feel? Although I do feel it? No. I'm, the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I'm a real person, and so are you. When you have these real feelings, what do you do? You talk about them, and God deals with them. So I want you to turn now. This is our third scripture we're turning to. 2 Timothy, so turn to the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Colossians, keep going back there. And it's before Hebrews. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, and um, we're going to look at verse 15 and 16. These are familiar scriptures I'm going to, so please turn there. What is it in the Pew Bible? What number, page number? 1102 in your Pew Bible. All right? And uh, so I'm looking at 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15. And it says, And how from infancy, so this is Paul talking to Timothy, you have known what? The Holy Scriptures. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 16, let's all read it together. doesn't matter what version you have. Read it with me, okay? All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Wow. All Scripture is inspired, or God-breathed, okay? You know, God inspired the men who wrote. They wrote and we have this wonderful canon, closed book called the Bible. And it is useful for rebuking and correcting. That's what we're talking about today. Well, Pastor, if I'm sitting there and I'm praying and I'm reading the scriptures and I have a thought come into my mind, how do I know it's from God? Then you assess it to his Bible, to his word. If it measures up to this, it's from God. If it doesn't, it's not. Is that clear? See? There's no guesswork about it. And when the Lord spoke to me about after the lady talked to me at church, you know, when I went, <laughs> couldn't get past her. Um, and I said, Lord, forgive me. And the Lord forgave me. I sensed God's forgiveness. And that was 100% in conjunction with his word, right? The Lord said, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that true? Yes. 1 John 1, 9. And so I went with the confidence of knowing I had a word from God. And I want you to have this word too. Because you can know the source. You can know that God is speaking to you. I think the Lord is speaking to some of you even now. See? Speaking and answering questions and thoughts that you have. Because you can process more than I'm speaking. 
you have a lot of space left there thinking about things. Now, what has to happen now is prayer time has to begin to include a conversation. Has anyone ever called you up and you say, hello, and they start talking, and then they won't, well, i got to go, goodbye. Boom. Has that ever happened to you? Mostly, conversations are two-way. Hello, hi, how are you doing? Good. When I would call, my mom and dad are deceased, but when I would call my mom and dad, I called them not out of duty because I wanted to hear from them. I wanted to hear my dad's voice, wanted to hear my mom's voice, wanted to talk to them. I liked it. So I let them talk. I would talk. We had, we had a nice talk. And I'm glad I did that. If I would have just called up and said, Mom, this is what's happening to me. Well, this is what's happening to Jenny. It's happening to grandkids. Okay, Mom, bye. Boom. I wouldn't have given my mom, the one that I love, an opportunity to talk to me. That's what prayer is about. God is your Father. He wants to hear from you. And you need to hear from Him. See? It's not hard, but it takes a commitment where you're going to say, you know, I'm going to have my prayer time so I have my time of prayer. Use your Bible. Now, I want to be sure I'm including everybody. If you're brand new at this, hang in there, okay? You're doing good. You don't have to be, oh, I'm the pastor. You've got to be just like me. No, 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 no. You be like you. You be who you are. Okay? Use your Bible. Read as much as you can. Pray. And then say to yourself, now I'm going to listen to God. And by the way, um, my best listening... Have you ever seen these kids that can't stand still? You know, the kind of... All this time moving. Legs are moving, tapping. That's me. I can't sit still very long. You know, kind of... And so... I'm actually doing something. I'm thinking about something. I'm reading something. And um, I'm kind of writing things. And then, and then there's a moment of silence. Boom. God speaks. I go, wow, Lord. See what I mean? So don't get, don't get me wrong. You're, you're not, you don't have to go home and go, come on, come on. No, you don't have to do that. Read your word, read the Bible, think about it, what's on your heart, express it to God. Do write down whatever thoughts are coming to you, write them down. In between your thinking and your reading, God will speak. Does he speak every single solitary time? No, he doesn't have to. I know he's there. If I go to sleep one day, by the way, usually, usually, I say to Jenny, I love you a couple of times every day because I love her, okay? But if for some reason I forgot to say I love you, did she not think I didn't love her? No. If she didn't say to me, I love you, does it mean I go to bed thinking, oh, does Jenny love me? Of course she does. So if God doesn't speak to me while I'm praying... He loves me. He says, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to be with you. Huh? So I say, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. And then we let God do what God wants to do. How many want to try this? Come on, raise your hands. 
Praise God. That's right. Takes a little time, a little practice. By the way, listen, there's no no technique. You don't have no copying, you know? Be you. Some of you how many of you take prayer walks and you walk around praying all the time? Walk around praying, walk around the house praying. Sometimes you walk around the neighborhood claiming people, especially the neighbor next door. Oh, we do claim this house, Lord, right here. You know. God will speak anytime he wants to. And we need to benefit by listening. Okay, here's the last scripture. Now, this one, everybody's got to turn to Psalm 36. Turn to Psalm 36. Somebody give me a page number on that, would you? Psalm 36 and verse 9. 572. 572 in your pew Bible, please. I'm saying, say again? 517. 517 in the pew Bible. And we're looking at Psalm 36. Now, last week I asked you to begin to pray the Psalms. And I want to know something. How's it going? Okay? Just do what you can. You get in there and start praying the Psalms. Now, when you get to Psalm 119, which is every, has every, it is divided by every letter of the Greek alphabet. So it's going to be long. I think it's really long. Take a few days to do that one. This one here was part of my devotional this week. And I thought, man, I have to show you this. Psalm 36 and verse 9. Psalm 36 and verse 9. Are you there? I want you to read it with me. Psalm 36, verse 9. Okay, here we go. Let's read it. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. So here is David talking to God, talking to Yahweh, to the I Am. And he's saying, with you is the fountain of life. And in your light, God, I see light. This is a really important scripture. This is a memory verse quality scripture. Our God is the fountain of life. Isn't that true? All life comes from him. Some of us need to be rejuvenated. We need a new thought. We need a new direction. Our God can give you that. In you, in you, God, it says, in, with you is the fountain of life. And then it says, in your light, in God's light, what happens to us? We see light. We see light. When we're walking in God's umbrella of light, and with him there is no darkness, then we begin to see light and truth we begin to see what life is really about. How to serve others. How to love others. I have a long story about me. I thought I used to love my wife and kids. We have three kids. And then I became a Christian. I realized I did not know how to love my wife until I met Jesus. And that's not the only thing. So when we walk in God's light, that is walking with God, then we begin to catch on to what life's about and how important one another are to us. And isn't that the kind of life you want to live? I know it is for me. Now let's bow our heads together. Let's pray together. Lord, I want to praise you and thank you this day for giving us this beautiful word from your throne. 
Lord, you have spoken to our hearts. We do want to listen to you. And now, even for about, I'm going to give us about 30 seconds. I just want us to be quiet. You speak to the Lord yourself about your needs. We're going to have quiet now for 30 seconds. Speak to the Lord yourself about listening to him about your needs. And listen. And Lord, we praise you and thank you for hearing our prayers, for opening up a new avenue of communication with you. Your word says that even before we speak, you know our prayer. Before the word is formed on our tongue, you know it altogether. Lord, we want to grow into giants for you. If you want to be a giant for Jesus, just say amen. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness and love to us. Thank you for your generosity. How you allow that life in you to flow down to us. And Lord, we want to walk in your light. Because when we're walking in your light, our eyes are open and our ears are open to see light ourselves. Dear God, we commit ourselves to you. And now I want you to say the prayer with me that the Lord taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And God bless you all. And now, may the God of peace and love and security, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go with you now and forever. Amen.